call for a free quick quote. Call 800-326-7765 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-326-7765. That's 800-326-7765. What do you have to lose? Call 800-326-7765. Again, 800-326-7765. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. This is the Shane Dennis Show on the new ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Welcome in. Shane Dennis Show is episode 418. Jack Johnson alongside, running the show, contributing to it here on a Thursday. Super Bowl week continues. We'll have some Super Bowl talk, of course, and many other things to get to, including baseball, Twitter, some headlines ahead of the NBA trade deadline, and more. Here's how you can be a part of it. You can call us, 316-669-4996. You can text us at 316-247-0923, text line, always popular. You can tell your smart speaker around the house, play KKGQ 92.3, 92.3 FM on your car radio, tune in on your phone, ESPNWitch.com on your device, that's where you can find the podcast of this show, Pat show, The Pulse, from Radio Row this week down in Phoenix. Fun little segments that you want to listen to again or cool interviews that you may have missed. ESPNWichita.com is where you can find that. We're at our Riverfront Stadium studio. It is February 9th. It's the 40th day of the year. There are 325 days left in 2023. And here in Wichita, we're heading for a high of 49 degrees. All right. Today's show, we got to rewind the... WSU-UCF game last night at the Roundhouse. It did not end well for Wichita State. I have six absolutes for this Shocker basketball team. Uh, We'll talk about that here after I tell you what day it is. Also, coming up in the second segment, we'll go to Philadelphia. Dave Lockran from Stochastic.com and a Philadelphia native will give his perspective on the Super Bowl from Philadelphia, and he's also a fantasy football guy, good friend of the show, and uh, he's into props and wagering and that sort of thing, so maybe he'll uh, peel back the curtain to some of his uh, props that he likes in the Super Bowl. So some Super Bowl talk from Philadelphia with Dave Lockran from Stochastic.com in the second segment. Got the Twitter question. It is up, and as the Sides and totals stand right now in the Super Bowl. Who you got? That's the question at ESPN Wichita on Twitter. A little bit of audio coming to you from the Super Bowl here in hour number one. Hour number two, we'll have some headlines, and there were uh, some more trades made in the NBA, including one involving Kevin Durant. 
We'll tell you about that. Also, Russell Westbrook was dealt for the fourth time since being an MVP. Kind of not uncharted waters, but pretty rare air for Russ. Spring training getting closer, so we'll talk to Jamie Bluma, former Royal, about the potential of the Royals clubhouse to be a lot less tense with Quattraro instead of Matheny. See what he thinks about that. Coming up at 125, I'm old Jack Young at the end of the show, and then we'll hand you off to the polls from Pat Strothman down on Radio Row as his coverage continues from the Super Bowl. Got all kinds of audio for you from Radio Row and the participants in the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. So Pat's show continues from Super Bowl week in Phoenix, coming up from 2 to 4, so make sure you don't miss that. All right. Without further ado, Jack Johnson with our moment of levity. Hey, Jack. Hey, Shane. I don't think I ever get over my grandmother's death. When I was a kid, my grandmother died from a heart attack during my ninth birthday party. Literally while she was eating cake. And I guess that must have screwed me up a little bit, you know? I mean, I still have birthday parties, but now I'm just careful what I wish for. (sighs) Boy. Dark Jack is the best Jack. Today's February 9th. It is National Pizza Day. Have we talked about Minsky's, Jack? Not over the air, but I think uh, in between breaks. Yeah. Minsky's still kicking up in KC. Oh, yeah. Big fan. Big fan. Uh, Americans consume, on average, 23 pounds of pizza per person each year. Gennaro Lombardi, the first pizzeria in the United States, opened in 1895 in New York City. The very first pizzeria, of course, was in Italy, 1738. And in the United States, uh, 17% of all restaurants are pizzerias. So cheers for National Pizza Day. National Giving Hearts Day. Second Thursday in February. Each year, the celebration offers one of the best opportunities to donate to your favorite charity. That's National Giving Hearts Day. National Cut the Cord Day. The streaming movement, rapidly grown over the past five years, and this, the digital world supplies more choices. It also provides a flexibility, selection, and reliability. Have you cut the cord, Jack? Are you subscribing to a cable company? I am not subscribing to a cable company. I just have YouTube TV. Okay, roger that. National Toothache Day. National Bagel and Locks Day. All that today. There are three more days to tell you about tomorrow, February 10th. So tune in for that. February 9th, 1870. President Ulysses S. Grant signs a joint resolution of Congress establishing the U.S. Weather Bureau. 1971, Cooperstown. Baseball Hall of Fame elects Satchel Paige as the first Negro League player to be honored. 
Born Day, February 9th. Thomas Paine, American founding father, wrote the essay Common Sense, among others. William Henry Harrison, born 1773, was the oldest person to be elected president. Jack? William Henry Harrison was the blank president of the United States. Besides oldest, what number? No? Seven. Nine. Good guess. 32 days after he was elected, he died of pneumonia. Shortest term in presidential history. Carol King, 1942, Grammy-winning singer-songwriter. Mia Farrow, award-winning American actress, 1945. And it was announced today that Burt Bacharach has left us at the age of 94. Hell of a run for old Burt, who made an appearance in one of the Austin Powers movies. I don't remember which one, but he did. All right, there you go. There's your day. Uh, Last night at the Roundhouse, UCF 72, Wichita State 67. Shockers are still struggling at home against American teams. have a better record on the road than they do at home. I'll get to that in just a little bit. But in digesting what happened last night after Wichita State led by six at halftime and 11 in the second half, um, I came away with six absolutes with Wichita State. Now, they've been wildly inconsistent, and it seemed until last night's game that they'd kind of figured some things out, and especially offensively, started going in the right direction. And I know you can't throw out the Houston game because it was on the schedule, but they'd won two of their last three with the only loss to Houston. And it seemed like they'd put that painful two-lane game in the rear view, the game they lost at home in overtime after blowing a big lead. But just when you thought that this team was out of the woods a little bit, at least had their era moving up, they stubbed their toe against a injury-riddled UCF team that had never won in Wichita and were going through a five-game losing streak. They were without two of their better players, Michael Durr being chief among them. He's their seven-footer. You may remember him from USF. But he did not play last night. Also, one of their players that had 12 points in their previous game against Cincinnati did not dress last night due to a sore knee. So Johnny Dawkins' bunch was pretty thin. And not surprisingly, Four guys that came off the bench last night for UCF only scored 10 points. Problem was, the four guys that came off the bench for Wichita State only scored three points and combined for three turnovers and no assists. Get to the particulars on that a little bit later. So, the six absolutes that I have taken away and will declare for this Wichita State basketball team in no particular order. One... No lead either way is safe with this Wichita State team. On one hand, they don't quit, and that's admirable. And that's, 
for a team that's a little short on explosiveness, with apologies to Jaquan Walton, that's a good quality to have and a necessary quality to have. They don't quit. They were down big against Tulsa in that home game about a month ago, you'll recall. 16 in the second half, to be exact. Came back to win. So a big lead against Wichita State is never safe. Problem is, the other way around is true, too. They were up big against Tulane and blew that game eventually in overtime. They were up big against ECU on the road, and some of their uh, spare parts couldn't close the game out. They had to put the starters back in in order to make it a comfortable finish to the game. And there's a corollary to that when it comes to handling pressure, which I'll get to next. And they were down big to Tulsa, like I said, at home, down 16 in the second half, came roaring back to win. If they would have lost that game, imagine how embarrassing that would have been, considering what's happened to Tulsa since then. But they have a way of putting together pretty sizable scoring runs on offense and a lack of the ability to put 40 minutes together, especially handling the ball down the stretch. That leads me to my second absolute for Wichita State. This team is not dependable against the press and or pressure. They have a lot of guys that handle the ball that look like they don't practice against the press. I know that's not the case. Everybody practices against the press. But some of their non-Craig Porter juniors are not strong with the ball. And in some cases, not very smart with the ball either. There's at least one time last night where Wichita State secured a defensive rebound. I think it was Geron Pierre Jr. And before he looked up the court, just spun and put the ball on the deck, and it was promptly stolen by Darius Johnson. By the way, Darius Johnson last night had seven steals and 13 overall for UCF, part of the problem in their loss last night. And at least twice, once against ECU on the road, and in the game against Tulsa, the starters had to come back in because the backups couldn't protect a gigantic lead by throwing the ball away in the backcourt that led directly to layups time and time again. And actually, going back to December 28th, that happened down the stretch at UCF when Wichita State was minus Craig Porter Jr. at that time, if you recall. So against pressure defense or the press, you got to hold your breath if you're a Wichita State fan because Wichita State turns it over some of the most inopportune times And it's maddening. And it happened again last night. Third absolute, and this is a real head-scratcher, but I believe it to be 100% true, this team should have beaten Missouri and Kansas State. And when you take a look at what Missouri and Kansas State have done this year, that's no small feat. Now I know woulda, coulda, shoulda. But if you watch those games, I think you would be in agreement. They should have beaten Missouri and Kansas State. For sure, Missouri. Wichita State was up 10 with 5-12 left at home. you got to win those games. 
However, 20 turnovers and eight missed free throws later, that didn't happen in the last five. 12, that happened for the entire game. But you turn it over 20 times and miss eight free throws and playing a then undefeated Missouri team at the time, who we didn't know a lot about besides they scored a ton of points against some inferior competition. But look at them now. We know they're legit, and we certainly know that Kansas State is legit. And Wichita State in their barn, up six halfway through the second half, up one with 2.12 left, promptly turned the ball over three straight times down the stretch of their final four possessions. So it's hard to get your mind around the fact that Wichita State's hovering around 500, not only in the league but overall, and they should have knocked off Missouri and K-State. And if they could have shot straight at Interest Bank Arena, they would have beaten Oklahoma State too. I'm pretty convinced of that. But I won't put them in this particular category. So it's in them, but it's, and it sounds cliche, but that 40, putting together a solid 40 minutes is paramount. And if you don't, it'll get you beat. And that's what got them beat against Missouri and K-State particularly. Fourth absolute. The bench is shrinking and the starters are getting weary. Suddenly there is not only very little, but no Gus Okafor and no Melvion Flanagan. And last night, only two minutes of Shema Scott and one turnover. And only seven minutes of Isaiah Porbear Chandler and a turnover. And only ten and a half minutes, or about, about 11 minutes, for Xavier Bell and a turnover. Those guys combined for three points and three turnovers off the shocker bench. I think it's safe to say we can kiss Quincy Ballard goodbye for the year. And while I don't think he necessarily fits what Wichita State is trying to do for many minutes, the way they've been playing offensively, he's one warm body that they can't count on anymore. And now, even the healthy bodies are a DNP coach's decision. Heavy minutes from the starters last night. Walton, 36. Pierre, 33. Porter, nearly 38. Poto, 33. Rojas, 29 and change. So closing out games is going to become even more of a high-wire act if they need to hang on to the ball in the final four minutes with four starters that have logged heavy minutes. And over the season, those minutes really pile up. Number five, this team can't shoot threes. Jaquan Walton is 37% from three-point range. The team is 29.2. If the season ended today, and I talked about this a long time ago, but it's holding true. And by now, you are what your stats say you are. This is the second worst three-point shooting team in Shocker history. Only the 95-96 team that shot 27.6 from three is worse. And Walton can't take all of them. And even though he's 36.8, last night he was 0 for 3. Missed all of the threes that he took. Wichita State was 4 out of 16. In the second half last night, UCF buried 8 of 16 after a dreadful first half. They end up with 12 made threes. Wichita State only made 4. That's not the total reason why they lost, but a representative 
three-point shooting team would be nice, but this team ain't it. And the final of my six Wichita State absolutes this season, this is not the same team at home, and that is indisputable. They are 1-5 in the American at home after winning 32 of their first 43 in the American at home. That game should have been in the bag last night. 11-point lead in the second half against a thin UCF team. Now, they got two studs, and one of them's going to be in the NBA soon. That's Taylor Hendricks. But those two dudes had to play 38 minutes, too. Darius Johnson was the other that I'm talking about. He had the seven steals last night to go with 12 points, four assists, and no turnovers. But those two guys carried UCF with a bench that did next to nothing. They did make four threes off the bench between Fierno, Sela, and Tyam Freeman. They both went two out of five overall. Beg your pardon, they only made one three off the bench. Those guys, those baskets were two-point field goals that they made. But Wichita State couldn't even take advantage of that. And down the stretch, hard to ask anybody, really, to take care of a potential first-round draft pick in Taylor Hendricks. A 6-9 real matchup nightmare. But 1-5 in the AAC at home, that painful loss to Mizzou at home, and that shocking loss to Alcorn State at home. It is just not the same at Charles Coke Arena anymore. And Wichita State actually has a better record on the road than they do at home. If you like to be surprised and you're a uh, life's like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get, guy or gal, this team is for you. And you get an opportunity to watch them on Super Bowl Sunday at home against SMU at 3 o'clock. Game will also be on ESPN2. And we'll see how Wichita State reacts. But a disappointing loss last night in a season chock full of them. Just when you thought Wichita State was kind of heading in the right direction, could at least have an opportunity, if not a stone-cold lock, an opportunity to finish in the top five in the league, get a bye in the conference tournament, and then go from there. They lose to a team that had lost five consecutive games, were shorthanded, and had never won in Wichita. And that all went down last night in a 72-67 UCF win over Wichita State. When we come back, we'll talk Super Bowl with Dave Lochran. He's from Stochastic.com. He's a fantasy guy. He's a betting guy, but he's also in Philadelphia. So we'll get a Eagles perspective on the big game coming up on Sunday. We'll talk to Dave Lochran here in a minute when we come back. We've got the Twitter question for you up at ESPN Wichita. So please go and vote on that. The NBA dead, uh, trade deadline is less than two hours away. Kevin Durant has been dealt. I'll tell you to who in just a little bit. Jamie Bluma in second hour to talk baseball. The spring training is right around the corner. And then we'll wrap it up with I'm old Jack Young and hand it off to Pat and the Pulse from Radio Row down in Phoenix as Super Bowl week continues. When we return, Dave Lochran talk Super Bowl with a Philadelphia perspective. Next is 1223. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, 
knowledge-based jobs and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Hey, this is the Fat Jack, and you want to talk about a great start to 2023. It's like I've got Biff's book from Back to the Future, but I don't. I'm just that on fire. Go to FatJackSports.com and win this Super Bowl weekend. You'll get the predictive final score, the top prop bets, and most importantly, you'll make money during this key weekend of the year. FatJackSports.com. It's only $99 for football or save a ton of money by getting a preseason package now. Go to FatJackSports.com to win. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. On that heavy shelf you hung yesterday. Turns out, you didn't use enough anchors. Wait, you didn't use any anchors? <laughs> now you've got an open floor plan. Trendy. And if you have the wrong home insurance, you could need a wall of money to fix this. So get home insurance with Allstate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Sponsored by Ab. Kansas City is back in the big game. How did they get there? By having a strong work ethic and great attention to detail. Those are the same values of the successful team at Eaton Roofing and Exteriors. Now celebrating their 30th year in business, Eaton Roofing and Exteriors has been the proven winner since 1993. Roofing, siding, windows, and doors, they do that and so much more. Find this winning team at EatonRoofing.com. So we shift to talk to football with a little bit of a spin on it, and we go to the hotline to do that. Chiefs and Eagles coming up this weekend, of course. You all know that by now. But we go to Philadelphia for a Philly spin on this with a good friend of the program, and we go back a long way to a previous life for both of us. Dave Lockran, who's a fantasy dude, a betting dude, and most importantly for this exercise, a Philadelphia dude. Dave, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, Shane, been a while. Go birds, man. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Where can we find your stuff? Because I know i got a lot of listeners that are into fantasy. They're into betting, um, Philadelphia stuff notwithstanding. But where can we find your stuff for the the reasons that we have you on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
You can go to stochastic.com. It's S-T-O-K-A-S-T-I-C.com. That's for all of our daily fantasy stuff. Shopper, O-D-D-S, and then shopper.com. Everything sports betting related. Of course, we got YouTube channels for all of that as well. All right, so let's get to the big game coming up this weekend between Kansas City and Philadelphia. We'll, we'll, get, we'll hone in on Philadelphia's evolution uh, since their last Super Bowl in a second, but I want to get your thoughts on Andy Reid. I don't know if we've ever talked about Andy and his time in Philadelphia and how it ended, and then, of course, the transition to his success in Kansas City. It's almost a split even, Stephen, as far as how many games he won uh, in the postseason for both. But tell us about the very end of the Andy Reid era in Philadelphia and, and uh, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I, Shane, I love Andy Reid. The funny thing around here is most people, you know, the, the perception of Philly fans is they're just, you know, brazen and callous and they hate everybody. Not yeah. the case. I think everyone still, still roots for Doug Peterson. Um, he got us our first Super Bowl. And Andy Reid, and we love Andy Reid around here. I think everybody does. It was just time. You know, he'd been here for a long time. Um, a couple rough seasons towards the end. I think everyone was just looking for a change. Of course, Chip Kelly wasn't the appropriate change. But, um, you know, outside of Super Bowl 57, where we're facing Andy Reid, uh, we, we love the guy here. And he, he was a great personality. He was a fantastic coach. You know, we, this organization took us to Harvard's championship got us to the Super Bowl. I think there's nothing but, but goodwill towards Andy Reid around here, except for this coming Sunday. No doubt. Talking to Dave Lockran from Stochastic.com. He's also a Philly guy, so we're getting a Philadelphia perspective on the Super Bowl. Uh, tell us about the evolution of this roster, Dave, from the last time that the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, led by Nick Foles. How have things changed? How have things stayed the same, if they have at all? It's so much different now, Shane. It's funny. I had actually tweeted about this the other day. Um, if you look at these two teams, this this year's Eagles team had, has, has 78 sacks, if you include the postseason, right, which is just a, an insane number, uh, far more than we saw with the 2017-2018 Eagles. That team had more takeaways. I think they had like 25 or something crazy. But the, the, the one thing that, that, that probably surprised you a little bit, and it surprised a little bit too, because, you know, five years ago you start to remember things poorly. The year, you know, with Carson Wentz pre-injury and even after the injury, you saw some decent work from Nick Falls leading into the postseason. But they, they had, I think, 38 uh, passing touchdowns, only 25 this year. But the Eagles actually threw for more yards this year than 17. Long more racked up a ton more yards than they did that year, and uh, remarkably, the Eagles had nine total rushing touchdowns in 2017. This year, uh, it was you know every week you were seeing it from either Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott finding his way into the end zone. So just thing though is, and one really is the offensive line. They, they've always kind of rested upon a dominant offensive line and. I can't remember the last time, and this says a lot for, for an Eagles team that, you know, of course, has always pri- pr- had pride in the offensive line. Just Stoutland, arguably the best O-line for the Eagles, and it clearly makes a difference. Dave Lockran joining us, a little spotty cell service for Dave. We're talking uh, Eagles and how they uh, changed. I'm sorry about from- that. 
That's all right. That's all right. We're hanging in there from 2017 to 2022. To your point, this team this year, 4,364 passing yards, and yet all we hear down here in Kansas and Kansas City is how Philadelphia is such a running team. Both, I guess, can be true, but how would you describe Philadelphia offensively? Philly offensively is a great team. Now, listen, to be clear here, uh, as much of an Eagles fan as I am, it's not lost on me that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world. He's the best quarterback we've seen in a long time. Um, Jalen Hurts is certainly unique in his ability to, you know, to run. And and we saw him outside of the playoffs, particularly before the shoulder injury. Uh, His deep ball was fantastic. And the thought on him, of course, coming into the season was like, hey, he probably can't be accurate. But he has been accurate, and that's made a considerable difference in his ability to play football, especially with how good their ground game has been. But honestly, I think it all comes down, I think it all comes down to one thing. I mean, Patrick Mahomes isn't 100%. We know that. Uh, but he, with how good this, uh, the, the defensive line is for the Eagles, they haven't faced a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes yet. It, it, to be quite, quite honest, the Eagles haven't faced – quality quarterback this year outside of like a Kirk Cousins that they smoked on Monday Night Football and we all know about Kirk Cousins so Patrick Mahomes is just very simply the type of guy that you can get pressure on him flush him out of the pocket and then he's the only player in the league that can make those type of throws that are one percent chance of actually converting into a reception and he's throwing them for touchdowns so if you can't contain him and he's flushed out of the pocket on the scramble and makes those type of throws it could be a really long day for Philadelphia so uh, as much as I'd like them to win this, I'm never confident going up against someone like Mahomes. Dave Lockran joining us from Stochastic.com, giving a Philly spin on the uh, Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. And you talked about Patrick Mahomes not being 100%. How hurt is just as uh, Jalen Hurts? How's his shoulder as far as you can tell? It's a good question. By the way, can you hear me a little bit better now? Yeah, yeah, I've got you good now. Any better? Yeah. Um. I don't know, Shane. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you look at that. This is this is why I don't know. And this is why I don't think anyone actually knows outside of anyone in the organization. Look at the Giants game, right? They routed them. And then they blew yeah. the doors off San Francisco. They took both of their quarterbacks out of commission. And then in Brock Purdy is literally just, just, just slamming balls down his line of scrimmage because he's got a torn UCL and he can't throw the football. They didn't need Jalen Hurts in either of those games, ultimately, right? They just – Run the ball down their throats, dominate with with the pass rush, and, and that was it. That's all we had. Uh, Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson, whatever whatever it is. But the the, the couple deep balls I saw from Jalen in the NFC Championship game against San Francisco. And look, I'm no professional scout, but usually he's putting those balls on the money. It's also possible that he didn't throw a lot, and they were just you know not great throws. San Francisco, great defense. They contained him pretty well in terms of him getting outside of the pocket, but. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Like if he's if he's not 100 percent and that deep ball isn't the same as it was, then you're you're kind of neutering the 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 advantage that you have with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith because uh, as you know out there, the, the pass catching the pass catching for for Kansas City right now. I know they got Juju back, McCall Harmon's done, and we'll see about Kadarius Tony. But the wide receivers aren't what they were in the past. So uh, if if her if her deep ball isn't on. It definitely takes away an element of our game that has been huge for us all season long. And I can't imagine he's been throwing very much in practice, so it could just come down to being rusty, right? He doesn't—he's not throwing much. It's possible. 
I think they open him up on the ground, though, right? It's the biggest game of his career. It's the last game that matters of the season. He hasn't had to run a lot uh, the past few weeks. You know, he came back in week 18. They needed to get that to lock up the number one seed in the conference. And it, it, you have to imagine he was kind of instructed, like, hey, buddy, don't, don't do anything stupid. We need you for a couple weeks from now. You have a bye week. And then against the Giants, he didn't need to do much. Against the Niners, he didn't need to run much. Not that they would have allowed him to. Um, I, I think, obviously, the ability to use his legs, you have to think they're going to use him in some unique fashions in, in this spot. Um, it, there's a lot of different ways to kind of mitigate uh, if, if he doesn't have the same arm strength or accuracy, but it definitely takes away a, a big part of the game. And I'll be interested, because everyone talks about the Eagles' pass rush. Kansas City's not that far behind. They do have a very yeah. good pass rush. They do have a very good offensive line. These teams are kind of similar in a decent amount of ways. Dave Lockran from Philadelphia talking Eagles ahead of the Eagles-Chiefs game Sunday afternoon. Stochastic.com is where you can find his stuff, fantasy, wagering, and whatnot there. Uh, in your Twitter bio, it says Philly sports pessimist. So with that in mind, do you buy, and you brought this up a little bit just a second ago, Dave, do you buy into the I'm a little nervous because Philadelphia hasn't been tested in months subscription? Yeah, it's, see, it's the great thing about being a pessimist is, you know, it never hurts as bad when they lose because you just go into <laughs> it with the assumption that that's going to be the case, right? You know, you, you know the, the, old, the old saying, hope for the best, expect the worst. Yeah. That's kind of the way it is. Um, yeah. they, they, haven't, they haven't been tested, no, but at the same time, and, you know, I, Eagles fans hate when I say they haven't been tested. Uh, I live in the area, and, and you know how people are around here. Oh, I love them all, don't get me wrong, but. The truth is they, they haven't faced – they didn't face a Bills team. They didn't face a Bengals team. They didn't face, a, uh, they didn't face the Chiefs this year. And you could say, like, oh, sure, they faced uh, Tennessee. But we saw what became of them. You know, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't a great football team. They didn't have a good offense. They didn't, they didn't face all that much. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers in the twilight of his career. Have they been tested? No. But if you look at the personnel – and this is, this is kind of where I come in on the other side. If you look at the personnel on defense, they still have a phenomenal amount of players. Darius Slay. Yeah. Um, you're talking about Bradbury, who's you know had a resurgence after he was released from New York. Uh, Chaunce, C.J. Gardner Johnson is an absolute monster, and then the defensive line. I mean, Hassan Raddick. I, I, there, there aren't enough superlatives to to, to explain that guy. So, no, they haven't been tested, but I do think they can stand up to any test given the guys that they've got back. Is they got some real dogs on defense. All right, so let's get to the good stuff, Dave, before I ask for your prediction on the game. What are the, some of the props that you're looking for in the Super Bowl? Because betting's legal in Kansas now, and we, I'm sure we got a lot of interested ears out there. Any props you got your eyes on in the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love to give you I, – I got a Kansas City one for you guys, and it's an okay. over, so don't worry. I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to hit you with an under and do you dirty like that. But uh, <laughs> the city pass catchers, because – what a carousel that's been all year long. I mean, any given week, Patrick Mahomes could be targeting 11 different guys. Uh, I do like Isaiah Pacheco, and you should still be able to find 16 and a half, over 16 and a half receiving yards out there. We saw him play his highest snap share of the season uh, in that last game against Cincinnati. Uh, McKinnon was targeted four times, but Pacheco was targeted six times, was very explosive after the catch. He outran McKinnon in routes 26 to 16. And I think they're going to have to continue using him, especially if Mahomes is looking to get the ball out early with a dominant Philadelphia pass rush. That's a spot I um, – I think you can also look to A.J. Brown over 71.5 receiving yards. That was down at like 67.5, but that got bet up. 
this is this just simply a good spot for A.J. Brown, not because it's like a horrible Kansas City defense, but they brought this guy on for one reason. You know, games like this, they haven't needed to throw the football. And I think, I think it's getting undervalued because you look at the last several games with A.J. Brown, he hasn't been needed. They haven't needed to throw in the football. Uh, so I like the over on that one. And, of course, if I had to, uh, a long shot, long shot MVP here, 35 to 1 on Hassan Reddick. Now, this was 40 to 1 last week, but, but 35 to 1 Hassan Reddick MVP because if the Eagles win this game and Hurts is just okay, they're probably going to run a, a committee in the backfield, yeah. which we've seen throughout the postseason. And that's likely going to result in the fact that Mahomes was under duress all game long. And if he is under duress, it's going to be number seven that's coming for him all day. The guy's, the guy's an absolute monster. The off-the-field props like the coin flip and the Gatorade color and things like that, is there any way you can predict those, or are they just dumb in your mind? Yeah, close your eyes and, and click. No, there's, there's, I mean, listen, every year you'll find someone that tells you they've cracked the code with the Gatorade color or, or whatever. Yeah. And one year, actually, one year, one year DraftKings did not lay even odds on the coin flip, which was, which was insane, but they've corrected that mistake. So uh, until we get something like that again, uh, I'm going for the traditional stuff. You can still get wild. Like I have some. I have one that's plus two twenty-five. Uh, AJ Brown for the longest reception of the game leads the league and leads uh, anyone from this game on either side in deep targets on the season with thirty-two. So of course that's contingent upon whether or not Hurts is good. But um, I got I like some that other one. stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it's a nice one. And plus he's great after the catch. It's either him or I think MVS. MVS has decent odds too. If you're a Chiefs mm-hmm. fan and you're looking to, you know, get some get some home team action, pretty much what I'm looking at now. Stochastic.com is where you can find Dave Lockran's stuff. Good friend of the program for a long, long time. As a Philly guy. All right, uh, what does your gut say the final score is by nine o'clock Eastern time on Sunday? Yeah, gut. Uh, all right, we're going thirty to twenty-eight, Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not particularly confident in this one. Uh, both teams are. I really think these are very. I actually, Shane, I'll tell you the truth, man. I, I think, I, I think the Eagles, the Eagles being better in most multiple facets of this game outside of quarterback. I think it's overstated a little bit. I, I mean, I, yeah. I think it's closer than than than, than it, maybe it's just because I'm in Philly and it seems that way. But it seems even the national media is pretty heavy on the Eagles. I don't, I don't feel the same. I think it's going to be close. White edge to the Eagles because they're healthier, 30-28. to 28. Enjoy the Super Bowl, Dave. Congrats on your Eagles getting there. It ought to be a great one. Thanks for catching up with us, man. Appreciate you. Hey, good stuff as always. Thanks. Dave Lockran, Stochastic.com, talking Eagles as Kansas City and Philly gear up for Sunday afternoon. Speaking of... Continuing to gear up for Sunday afternoon is Pat Strothman, and he is on Radio Row down in Phoenix. He continues all week long, and we'll catch up with him from 2 to 4. Got all kinds of audio up his sleeve, I'm sure. Speaking of, so do we. We got a little audio. We'll hear from Travis Kelsey coming up. And what do you think is going to happen in the Super Bowl? Spread-wise, total-wise, Go to at ESPN Wichita on Twitter and tell us, because that is the Twitter question today and some Kansas City Chiefs audio when we come back. It's 1242. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, 
and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Kansas City Steak Company, another AmericanEagle.com success story. Started in 1932 as a family-owned butcher shop, today they're a leading distributor of superior all-American steaks delivered right to your door, ready for the grill and your taste buds. When it came to their website, an average site wouldn't do. They chose AmericanEagle.com to take their website to the next level. With a dramatic increase in competition and a softening market demand, they had two challenges. Improve their brand presence and message and produce a positive return. AmericanEagle.com got to work and executed usable studies and detailed audits of site experience, digital assets, and marketing. The result? An integrated digital marketing and customer experience plan, organic traffic increase of 20%, and a long-term roadmap for success. If you love great steaks, go to KansasCitySteaks.com. For website design, development, and online solutions that bring efficiency and results, visit AmericanEagle.com. If you need a results-driven website, call the team at AmericanEagle.com at 877-WEBNOW-1. That's 877-WEBNOW-1. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern to see what prop bet will be boosted. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code Wichita. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code Wichita. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800 522 4700. 21 and over and physically present in Kansas. Bonus issued as free bets. Opt in required for odds boost. Bet type and amount limits vary. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Tonight, after the program, 4-6, overtime, and then Jerome Tang tonight at 7. Jerome Tang show right here on your station for the Wildcats, ESPN Wichita 92.3. Shane Dennis show continues. Jack Johnson alongside as we get set to or getting close to wrapping up our number one. 
We'll have some headlines at the top of the hour. And then Jamie Bluma with some spring training talk, 125, as the Royals getting closer and closer to surprise Arizona with everybody reporting, I think, uh, a week from yesterday. I'm fairly sure. Yeah, pitchers and catchers report or workout, I guess, uh, is the 15th. And so they'll, well, some of them are probably already down there anyway, but pitchers and catchers' first workout is uh, next Wednesday, so less than a week away. So we'll talk to Jamie Bluma about that and uh, being invited to big league spring training, what it's like for some of those 40-man guys. Um, And will Matt Quattraro's clubhouse be a little looser and less tense than the one was last year? So we'll get his thoughts on that coming up. And about 40 minutes from right now, and then I'm old Jack Young at the end of the show, about an hour from right now. But before we get there, we need to hear from Travis Kelsey, and we need to let you know what the Twitter question is. At ESPN Wichita, it's simple. Who you got? Kansas City plus one and a half. Philadelphia minus one and a half. Over 51, under 51. Still loads and loads of times to vote and retweet, so go to the Twitter, at ESPN Wichita, and let us know what you think. We'll find out what pa- what uh, Travis Kelsey thinks. He was on the mic for quite a while uh, over the last day or so from Super Bowl 57, Super Bowl week, and the media blitz that is Super Bowl week. So here's Travis Kelsey, what he thinks about the upcoming Super Bowl and a myriad of other topics. Here's 87 for you. I would say the biggest thing is uh, obviously the wins. Uh, the wins in the regular season and the wins in the playoffs – uh, that's what you really, I think, uh, measured on. And right now, Pat is uh, he's got a head start on a lot of that. So hopefully, we just keep that rolling. And I'm um, I'm sure that um, that throughout Pat's entire career, um, you'll be hearing the greatest ever play the game tossed around a lot. And uh, I saw it at, a, at, a, at the beginning stages, and it's cool to see it all manifest. Travis, last night, LeBron had a huge night. Legendary night, yeah. Just how fortunate I am to be in the situation I, that I am. I think uh, a lot of the individual accolades in, uh, in football, at least, are kind of um, skewed. You know, I'm very fortunate that I got Coach Andy Reid. I'm very fortunate that I got the, the best quarterback in the National Football League, some of the best wideouts and, and, and the top offensive line. It's, there's a lot that goes on on the football field. And, um, you know, I'm just fortunate that I get to have as much success and the, and the guys count on me to have that kind of success week in, week out. So when it comes to the records, um, it's a lot of gratitude. But uh, at the same time, I respect the, the guys that have set those records so much that um, it's pretty cool to see it all comes, come around. Now, said yesterday that you're not nice to everybody. <laughs> Listen, if we're not having fun in here, I don't know what we're doing. I think that's what brothers are for, right, to keep, uh, keep everybody on the – on the edge of their seat and uh, have some fun. But, uh, yeah, don't, don't get it twisted. I, it goes both ways. Last question. We got to know, what kind of cookies did your mom bring you Classic chocolate chip with the white chocolate chip in them, too. So we got, we got a little bit of both. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, they, uh, they're definitely fueling me up for the Super Bowl. Thank you. My parents. My parents fueled me and uh, – and gave me nothing but happiness as a kid and, and um, kind of gave me the freedom to go out there and learn on my own and 
What that means is I get to do whatever I want. Uh, but uh, there was obviously some bumps in the road, but uh, I think my, uh, my love for life definitely comes from the happiness that my parents uh, gave me as a kid. I mean, every single year you're going to get presented with a new challenge, and I think it's a, it's a huge testament to Coach Reed. Um, his system, his determination, his creativeness, uh, and his ability to call plays and challenge grown men week in, week out. I think there's a, you can't say enough about what that guy is to this organization and especially what he's been to, to this offense and uh, this year specifically, how we've, uh, we've kind of had to remold this thing. Uh, to make it still the best offense in the league. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely trying to go out there on Sunday and show. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things uh, when we go up to St. Joe is it gets us away from, quote-unquote, reality because we're not going home to the the families and friends. Um we don't have as much uh, time of leisure, free time to do whatever we want, and it focuses all, us all in on on one goal and one task, and um, and focuses our attention on being around our teammates um, and around the guys that we work with, and all that does is just bring us closer and closer together, build the chemistry. Um, so I, I'm a big believer in getting away and uh, and finding you know that two to three week period of time to be able to build that every single year. Yeah. Listen, I'll play anywhere, man. Coach Reed says it all the time. Roll the balls out in, in a CVS parking lot, man. We'll play wherever, dog. But uh, there is something special about playing in your home stadium in the playoffs. That is, um, it's a memorable and it's an, a, an electric feeling. Um, I've been so fortunate to play as many playoff games in Arrowhead as I've had, but, uh, but even more than that, uh, the, the championship games for that Lamar Hunt trophy. And um, it's just been an absolute luxury, man. And, uh, there's nothing I can really say to, to get you guys to understand what that really means to me. But at, at the same time, uh, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. And I hope that doesn't, that doesn't change in the NFL. I hope that uh, whoever gets that number one seed, uh, or at, at the end of the day, uh, the AFC and NFC championships should just go to the highest seed. Uh, and we'll leave the Super Bowl for the, uh, for the what do you call it, the, uh, the game that everybody goes to. Um, I'll tell you what, man. It's been a dream ever since we were kids to, to play professional sports. I think me and my brother were in so many different sports and so many different, uh, you know, teams that it was just uh, we were kind of on the ride of having fun throughout it all. And um, it wasn't until college and then maybe a little bit uh, when he first got drafted that we started actually thinking, like, man, this is cool that both of us have a chance to be able to play in the National Football League. Um, and uh, – who would have knew what it got to this point? So it's um it's all still kind of surreal and just uh, living in the moment. But um yeah, definitely got here uh, way faster than we thought it would. Your relationship with Patrick Mahomes, uh, 
Uh, the key has been Pat Mahomes. That's that's been the key the entire time. He uh, he does things back there that uh, no quarterback in the league has done. Anybody that I've ever played with, and uh, it's only taken my game to to another level and taking my game to a new height and uh, and really just um you know made made who I am as a player um, grow that much more, and I really appreciate him for it. Yeah. I think it's uh, the style of play. Um, when we were down there, we had Tyreek Hill. We had uh, a great running game. Uh, Pat Mahomes was out there slinging the ball, throwing it all over the place. It's a fun. It's a fun game to watch when Pat's back there uh, having a lot of fun and. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's that's appealing to a lot of a lot of fans, not just the Mexico City fans, or just not the Mexico fans. But uh, when we were down there in Mexico City, they were loud and proud, man. We loved playing in front of them. All right, that was Travis Kelsey uh, from Super Bowl Fifty Seven. He continues uh, all those players to get bombarded by the media, but that was Travis Kelsey ahead of Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Again, the Twitter question: Who you got? Kansas City plus one and a half, Philly minus one and a half, over 51, under 51. 45.5% so far taking Kansas City plus one and a half. 25% uh, percent are taking Philly and laying the point and a half. 15.9% say under 51. 13.6% say over 51. At ESPN Wichita is where you can go. Uh, vote and retweet. We got a tweet up there pretty much every day that we got a show, and it is up there right now and will be for the foreseeable future ahead of tomorrow's Twitter question, which is still to be determined. All right, coming up in a little bit, the trade deadline for the NBA is about an hour away, and we will catch you up on who has gone where, including a couple of blockbusters or blockbuster names anyway beyond the Kevin Durant trade. Russell Westbrook has also been dealt again. we got a little bit of trivia when it comes to uh, former MVP getting traded as much as Westbrook has. Also, among the headlines, some black quarterback talk. Of course, you know by now, the first Super Bowl featuring two black starting quarterbacks. We'll give you the rundown on the percentages of those kinds of things during the headlines. And also, four K-State Wildcats have been invited to the NFL Combine. We'll tell you who. Coming up during the headlines, also Jamie Bluma, second hour, round 125. We'll talk Royals, see how they bounce back from a 97-loss season a year ago and how things might change with Matt Quattraro at the helm. We'll talk Royals baseball, spring training, uh, pitchers and catchers report less than a week from right now. I'm old Jack Young coming up to wrap up the show as it normally does on February 9th. That's what we're looking at today. All right, when we come back, we got some headlines. We're right on top of the hour. You can't equip Case IH Red Zone Hour. Headlines are coming up next. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.